Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Somebody Build a Manger.
A Christmas Carol is more than a timeless Christmas story. Its author hoped that its lesson would be remembered all throughout the year. The publication of A Christmas Carol in 1843 ensured that Charles Dickens' name would forever be linked with Christmas. In some ways, it's a very Victorian story of urban circumstances, extremes of wealth and poverty, industry and inability. But it's also helped change Victorian society, and that's why Dickens wrote it. Aside from boosting people's awareness of the plight of the poor in Victorian England, though Dickens also had a more immediate need, and that was cash. He had spent too much money on his 1842 American tour, and he needed to support his large family. So he did what Dickens did best, he wrote, and that solution worked to a degree. The first print of 6,000 copies of A Christmas Carol sold out in one week. By the end of next year, more than 15,000 copies had been sold. However, due to the lavish bindings and the relatively low price it sold for, Dickens did not make as much as he'd hoped. However, the book did have a cultural impact, and that Dickens was hoping for. Dickens himself came from a poor family and is remembered to a friend to the poor throughout his life. He empathized with children living in poverty, and that fact set him apart from many other English authors. So even if the economics motivated Dickens to write A Christmas Carol, the story itself stimulated charity. Characters like Bob Cratchit's family, Scrooge's lost love, and of course Scrooge himself helped paint a vivid picture of a time and a place where need was everywhere, especially in England and in London. Scrooge's redemption act that ends the story is an important illustration to people everywhere. Although Scrooge was miserly and was without sympathy for the downtrodden, he was no criminal. He worked hard for his money day in and day out, and in the end, as he finally understands the joy that comes with unselfish giving, and this was a lesson that Dickens wanted Victorian society to understand, but which the Bible has been teaching for years, and that is that the Lord loveth a cheerful giver. Listen now as Larry Grable, Cheryl Howman, and John and Penny Harris sing for us this lovely song, Upon a Midnight Clear.
Jesus, your Lord, is born Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite all who are seeking a Bible-honoring, Bible-teaching church to join us for services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Here with many classes for the various age groups. We also have a supervised nursery for little ones for all of our services. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. Then at 6.45, we begin our closing service of the day, our evening fellowship hour. It is important that Christians gather together to study God's Word. Listen now as Bob Stitt plays for us in the trumpet this wonderful song, Carol Medley.
there is a wonder about Christmas as well as a tyranny. There is a wondrous briskness in the air and a rosy glow on the cheeks of the early shoppers. There seems a purposefulness in those in the stores, though the planned buying list of Black Friday shoppers disintegrated into a mad frenzy by December 24th. Just grab at anything left in the store that Uncle John can smile at when he unwraps it, even though no one can think of anything he really wants or needs. The season also imposes its tyranny on many of us. Instead of being able to give out of thoughtfulness and love, we often give because it is expected. There was a couple who had 85 people they felt obligated to remember with a gift. No wonder the joy of giving falls away to a sort of panic despair. We must stop and refresh ourselves with the truth from Scripture. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly, nor out of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Can we give cheerfully this Christmas? Only in so doing can we emulate the great gift of Christmas, Lord Jesus Christ. Was God the Father cheerful at night when he sent his Son to lay in a manger, knowing of the rejection and torture awaiting his Son? But God gave, not reluctantly or because he was forced to, but because he loved. No store-bought gift for those he holds dear. No trinket or corruptible earthly possession. God gave the only thing we desperately needed and did not have. He gave his dear son a costly gift in the extreme, yet so many reject it. But only by accepting the first gift can we truly comprehend what is the real significance of giving and receiving gifts. Our prayer for you is that you will accept God's gift of His Son and realize the utter joy that comes with it. Listen now as John and Penny Harris sing for us this beautiful song entitled, We Are the Reason. Children, we would dream of Christmas morn, and all the gifts and toys we knew we find, but we never realized a baby born one blessed night gave us the greatest gift. Thank you. 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion of our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the faith of Christmas. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Did you ever think about certain biblical individuals' faith displayed surrounding the birth of Christ? Let's study a few of these examples. Joseph, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to verse 25. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, telling him that Mary is with child, but don't be afraid to take her as his wife, because that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. The birth was unique and special as it would fulfill an Old Testament prophecy, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, and also he will save his people from their sins. Matthew chapter 1, verse 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. After the wise men departed, Joseph was warned by God to take the young child, Mary, and to flee to Egypt because Herod will seek to destroy the young child. It is evident that Joseph obeyed God by taking the young child and married Egypt. They were to wait there until word came from God that Herod had died and it would be safe to return. Matthew chapter 2 verses 13 to verse 15. What about Mary? Luke chapter 1 verses 26 to 38. 
the angel Gabriel was sent to Mary. Gabriel told Mary that she would conceive a son and she would call him Jesus. Mary did want to know how this was possible since she had not known or been with a man, Luke one thirty four. Gabriel answers and tells her it will be of God. Notice Mary's response in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. The shepherds. The shepherds were abiding in the fields when the angel of the Lord announced the birth of Christ, the Savior in the city of Bethlehem, even giving them a sign about the birth and where to find him. Then there was a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and singing about his and this supernatural birth. Notice the response of the shepherds. The shepherds went to Bethlehem to see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. After seeing the baby, they made known the saying which was told them concerning the child. Luke chapter 2, verses 15 through verse 17. Simeon, Luke chapter 2, verses 25 to verse 30. Mary and Joseph brought the Lord Jesus Christ to the Jewish temple in Jerusalem following her 40 days of purification from the birth of Christ as is written in the law. Luke chapter, Leviticus chapter 12 verses 1 through verse 8. Simeon had been informed by the Holy Spirit that he shall not see death until he had seen the Messiah. Simeon was guided by the Holy Spirit. He entered the temple at the precise time and Mary, that Mary and Joseph had entered in and brought the six-week-old child. He lifted the child into his arms, uttering a special prophecy, Luke chapter 2, verses 28 to verse 30. Then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for my eyes have seen thy salvation. Anna, Luke chapter 2, verses 36 to verse 38. Also, Anna from the tribe of Asher was in the temple at the exact instant of Simeon's prophecy. According to Luke chapter 2, verse 38, after being at the temple, she went and spoke of the Lord Jesus Christ to all those who were looking for redemption in Jerusalem. There were individuals looking for redemption, looking for the Messiah, But the number could not have been very large, because approximately two years later, when the wise men arrived in Jerusalem, and when they'd asked the question, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Look at the response both of Herod, who had been previously appointed as king of the Jews, and from the Jews from Jerusalem. They were all troubled. So except for the shepherds abiding in the field, Simeon and Anna, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, and those who were looking for redemption, the Messiah absolutely goes unannounced and goes unrecognized. Luke chapter 2, verse 38, And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise to the Lord and spake of him to all that were looked for redemption in Jerusalem. The wise men. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and verse 2 and then verse 12. The wise men saw the star in the east. The wise men were Gentiles from Babylon, from the modern-day country of Iraq. So when they traveled, they traveled west to arrive in the city of Jerusalem. They arrived in the city of Jerusalem up to two years after the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. They made this long and dangerous journey to find the Christ, to worship Him, and to give Him the gifts. 
They traveled to Jerusalem because it was a spiritual center. It was the spiritual capital of Israel. The star had appeared to them in the east, then it disappeared, and later it would reappear. And when it reappeared, it guided them to the house, not the manger, where the young child, not a baby, and Mary were. Later they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod to talk with him, but rather to return to their country another way, Matthew 2.12. They were absolutely obedient to God, and the three gifts given by the wise men had a tremendous and important significance. Myrrh, used on a deceased body, the suffering servant, he was going to die. Frankincense, priest, he will be the high priest after the order of Melchizedek, gold the king. The three gifts were significant that they held the threefold position of Christ in the nation of Israel, prophet, priest, and king. What important and exciting demonstration of faith in these various individuals. In times past, God used dreams and other signs to communicate truth, but still the people had to respond by faith. Faith is simply believing God, believing in God's word, and taking God at his word. Today in the dispensation of grace, God does not use signs, dreams, or audible voice. God only speaks to us through his word, the Bible, the scriptures of truth, the inerrant, infallible word of God. Romans ten seventeen. so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. To the unsaved, If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior, you need to respond by faith to God's message of salvation. The Christmas message is not about family traditions or the light or a tree, the giving of gifts, or just simply about the birth of Christ. Salvation is not through the birth of Christ. Salvation is through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. There is a cross above the manger. The greatest gift... The greatest Christmas gift ever given is what God gave you through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never trusted Him, if you've never trusted the gospel of Christ, why not make this the most joyous Christmas by trusting Him and receiving God's gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ? To the saved, we who have trusted Christ, we've received that gift. We need to keep sharing this message and preaching God's message of salvation and God's message of redemption because this is the only true message today. listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is the